Good evening, South Africa. This is Song of Zomabekwe live on SAFM, The Viewpoint. We've got quite an interesting lineup this evening. We will be focusing on matters of traditional governance. Specifically, we've got Mr. Zolanim Kiva, the spokesperson for Contralesa, and that is the Congress of traditional leaders in South Africa, specifically focus on focusing on the Ramabulana family and the battle for the kingship there. And then just before the top of the hour at 22, we'll be having a conversation with Mr. Basso Yales, or the lecturer at the UKZN Graduate School of Business, specifically focusing on the alternative sources of government revenue in South Africa. Then in the new hour, 9 o'clock this evening, we'll be having a conversation with Iyeza Health, recipients of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Awards in Nigeria, where they walked away with 10,000 USD, specifically related to how they have used health, fitness, and meeting the social cause of delivering medical supplies to the community of Kailija. But without dropping too much as to what will be spoken about, then we will probably have to wait until 9 o'clock. So do stay tuned. That's part of the African narrative segment that we will be having this evening. Joining us on the line just now is Mr. Zolanim Kiva, of course, to have a conversation with us as it pertains to the latest, not controversy per se, but rather the... Issues that continue every now and then to plague traditional structures. And in this case, again, it is the challenge of the king's authority, in fact, the king's position, by his niece. Simply, the Babenda king, Kosikulu Tonimpepu Ramubulana's ascension to the throne, has been challenged by his niece, daughter of the previous king for a couple of years now. Princess Masindi Ramabulana says she was sidelined because she was a woman, she alleges. Last week, the Supreme Court of Appeal overruled the appointment of Kositoni Mpepu Ramabulana. That was a decision in 2012 by President Jacob Zuma. There are, of course, allegations outside this as to why that decision was made. But we're asking questions, really, as to why do we see all these battles, especially when women stand to ascend to the throne? Do women have no place in traditional leadership? Is kingship and chieftaincy not a straightforward thing when the next person is supposed to take to the throne? These are some of the questions we are asking and we're taking your calls on. SAFM Viewpoint with Song is on my back there on 0891-104-207. Of course, please keep your WhatsApp messages coming through on 0614-104-107. SMSs 40938. SAFM Viewpoint with Song is on my so, let's have a conversation with Mr. Zolanim Kiva, spokesperson for Contralesa. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Song gets on my page on the viewpoint. This one is going out to the women of Africa, the queens of motherland. Allow me to speak out my mind. What comes from my mind and goes through my heart, it shall be. Allow me to speak from my heart with appreciation. Let's honor the women of Africa for love, for humor, and for leadership.
majesties, your highnesses, your majesties, princesses of our kingdom, queens of motherland, daughters of the land, women of Africa. of motherland Mr Zolanim Kiva mola ba ukuzwanini kunjani wethu ngibulise nakubaphula phuli injani nina 
siyaqenga kuncembe ayabulela amahlubi ngokuthi usityelele and before we continue please bawugcwanini I, i i need to beg your indulgence on this you know i have grown up listening to your voice and just marveling at the gift of the art that you have that is ukubonga so if you can prepare towards the end of my segment with you in about 40 minutes into ebonga nje amahlubi ke uqelele umzansi afrika yonke ubanga bawurhade bezingangalala inene can we agree on that I am putting you on the spot. Don't go call out now, go go away. But nonetheless, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate your humor. Let's have a conversation, please. There's the spokesperson of Contralesa, and generally, what is the sentiment within the traditional leaders' structures of South Africa with regard to the latest decision by the Supreme Court of Appeal, and that is to strike down the decision of President Zuma in upholding the kingship of Tony Mbepu and remanding the matter back to the High Court. Generally, what is the position, or what is the reception like at Contralesa level on this? Well, we have mixed feelings about that uh, <clears throat> that decision. Uh, firstly, because we live in a constitutional state, we are compelled uh, by that to accept that decision. Uh, on the other hand, we also ask a question: Are the courts of this country, which are employing Roman Dutch laws, really have the authority to preside over a matter that uh, features predominantly? Uh, African indigenous laws. We see a great uh, contradiction and a disjuncture in that uh, because it creates a situation which is very difficult for that court to really uh, <clears throat> to have a capacity to resolve because the laws are embedded on culture. And in fact, the laws are pregnant with cultural nuances. So if You, you, you are a person who is trained through a, a Roman Dutch law system and, and English common law. You, you, you can't have the in-depth understanding of uh, the customary laws, rituals, and how the decisions are taken insofar as deciding on the succession of a clan, a tribe, a nation, and, uh, and royalty in particular. Sure. So in that way, That's why I'm saying that we have, a, we have a mixed feeling. We accept, but the good thing about that uh, decision is that it refers the matter back uh, to the royal family. It also asks a question uh, to the National House of Traditional Leaders as well as the Provincial House of Traditional Leaders, uh, questions which they need to answer in relation to how that decision was taken. Uh, you see, there is nothing that will change if maybe there were flaws on the process that was followed in so far as the, 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 the Roman Dutch laws, on the processing of that appointment, uh, as well as the designation and, and, and creation, then they, they will do that, and they must pay particular attention to all that detail that, that they might have overlooked. But they will arrive to the same determination. There is nothing that will change, because it's very clear in terms of the lineage uh, of that particular family as to who is the next in line in terms of their genealogy. And, uh, and, and therefore, they will still arrive at the same name uh, with the same determination. Let's, let, let's start from the beginning under normal circumstances because you're talking about now the genealogy and who's next in line. 
How typically, yeah. um, and, and I understand there are so many cultures here, so you might be answering one question, but actually mm-hmm. going against quite another question in the context of the different cultures that we practice in South Africa. But generally, I think yeah. we can accept that uh, succession in African customs to an extent is very similar from one nation to another. How do these things generally or how are they generally handled? What happens when a king, for whatever reason, is now unable to fill the roles of a king, either because the king is deceased, the king is no longer capacitated to do so for whatever reason? How should the aspect of succession take place in African customary um, law, as it were? There are commonalities. And in fact, there are great commonalities in terms of Absolutely. Even, the, even the South African and Southern African. But there are isolated cases. Uh, for instance, uh, in the Balubedu people, the queen of the Balubedu, the rain queen, yes. uh, uh, it's always the queen. Uh, that is a queenship for that matter. So it's always the queen that is at the helm. But as I say, that is an isolated case. In so far as the other kingships in the country, seven kingships, there are commonalities because it's from father to son. You understand? Yes. And then depending depending on that particular kingship as to how many houses did the did the, the ruling dynasty have. If, for instance, they have uh, uh, three houses, uh, as an example, wherein there is a great house, the right-hand house, and the pillar of the, of the, of the, of the great house. In this context, So those are three houses. If there was no son in the great house, then those houses have got their own hierarchy. It is the great house that comes first, and then the right-hand house, and then the pillar of the great house. Uh, so that hierarchy defines as to who is the next in line, insofar as the sons of that particular king at the head. Do I understand you to co- do I understand you correctly when as you're talking about this this doesn't contemplate that a successor could ever be female because you mentioned if it doesn't have a son it, you don't say if there are no children you're saying if it doesn't have a son so do I understand you correctly when you are saying I understand this succession you correctly the fact of the matter is that in so far as our cultures in South Africa predominantly it is from father to son because generations in the context of the South African cultural communities. Generations are led by the males. And We're speaking hence, to... Yes, sorry. Hence, let me, let, me, let me give you the context, because sure. you will say maybe that is patriarchal. Hence, for instance, you see that when a person gets married, it is the woman who leaves her home and go and join the home of the man. You understand? Yes. And then yes. she then changes her first name as well as her surname. What she carries all the time is her identity, her DNA, that she will always refer, be referred to by her clan name, which is the most important for all these, for, for all of us as Africans. Our clan name is our DNA. Yes. Next. So mm. in that context, you can therefore have somebody who is married into a particular family, then he, he, that person then would take up a, a position that, uh, for instance, belonged to her husband. She can only act for her son. And she has a, cri- a critical role to play as well in, the, in, in that context. You so see, let me interrupt you, you there, sorry. That there is sophistication in our system. Because Pukulani, let me quickly interrupt you. Even, succe- even succession itself, right? 
women mm. have a greater role to play in the succession. When you say greater role to play, what do you mean? It is, it is, it is women who also, who also head those houses that I mentioned to you. Yes. In yes. the great house, there is a queen who is the head of that house. In the right-hand house, there is a queen who is the head of that house. The king really plays a role of an oversight. Otherwise, those houses are headed by those queens. Let's go back two lines. Two moments ago, you mentioned something about Umad Lamini never being in a position to lead over the institutions Zohadebe because Umad Lamini is now a wife into this family. What if yeah. Zohadebe and Madlamini bear a daughter? That daughter is Mahadebe. Could she not lead the affairs of that Khadebe household? Well, uh, it would be a temporal arrangement. Because Why? what happens after her? Because her children will not be Khadebe. That's where it then creates a situation of instability. Because it becomes only a temporal measure. Hence, in the wisdom of our ancestors, they take a decision that if Mahadebe did not have a brother, then they must look into the other house which where his, the brothers of his father are. So it this... moved from the house of the father of Mahadebe to the house of in English, you would call them the uncles. Yes, yes. Mrs. Olenkiva, you know, the, the, the important thing about this particular conversation, I'm not so worried about the legal aspects of it. And, and for, your, for the record and for the listeners at home, I've had a discussion with Professor S.D. Goyana, who's a doyen of African customary law, specifically looking at this judgment as it pertains to the Babenda King and the issues pertaining thereto. And we will have Professor Goyana in studios next week having this discussion. And we are hoping to have somebody from the Ramabulana family or somebody else from the Babenda um, nation specifically to speak to those legal issues. But more than anything else, Tatum Kiva is really going to try and educate us as to the cultural aspects of it. So for those of you at home who are finding me somewhat biased as opposed to the law, I'm, I'm really probing the culture aspect of it. Because what I want to find out is at what point is culture insufficient to govern the affairs of African people? And then at one point is law, the law that we now know it, which is subservient to the Constitution and the civil laws that pertain under the constitutional dispensation. Why then, or where then does it start, and where is the supremacy between culture and law? So thank you, Tadum Kiza, for this particular um, remarks. There are those, though, who will say this culture is antiquated. There will be those who say this culture was fit for purpose then. But as times have evolved, so has the culture, because there are certain things which were done a hundred years ago, but by virtue of time have lapsed into memory. How would you reconcile what you have described to us as how the succession planning should go, which pretty much maintains the institutions of old, versus the fact that it is 2019 and there are some institutions in certain cultures and nations that are no longer adopted? At what point is culture still relevant? At what point is 2019 the authority for how things happen at a cultural level? Well, let me, let me agree with you that culture evolves and culture is never static. Culture is dynamic and is influenced by circumstances as we move on from one generation to the other. Yes. But there are key fundamentals that are maintained, especially if they work and they work well in terms of ensuring stability and, and, and the continuity and ensuring that there is institutional memory to issues and so on and so forth. Right? So, we, we cannot just uh, change for the sake of changing. The changes that we must employ 
they must assist us to move to a better to a better future and uh, the other point which i want to make is that our culture has also been a victim of being contaminated by colonial influence which tried its level best to deculturalize us as a people by introducing foreign religion for instance that religion has changed a number of things in our culture christianity that is christianity amongst others yes christianity amongst others but also the muslim culture, the muslim religion as well ne? to a point where in it almost uh, decapitated the african belief system so to say and in some instances you find that our people mix christianity together with the african belief system let's uh, talk sure about you, you you will agree with me insofar as that is concerned for instance we have always upheld uh, the principle and the policy of Ubuntu as a people, where we live by the values and the norms that are based on the spirit of uh, sharing in community. But yes. colonization changed and actually eroded that particular value system. And it has no. created a situation where yes. there is certainly some kind of rug it introduced some kind of rugged individualism and emphasize the issue of privatization against the spirit of communalism. We have always lived as communities, we have always had um, interaction yes. between cultural communities. Yes. But what colonization also did was also to divide us according to tribal lines. We were never divided according to tribal lines. Instead, we were working together as different cultural communities with intermarriages, and so on and so forth. Hence That's another find, subject altogether. Don't you find the glaring commonalities in our cultures as a people? No, I appreciate that um, contribution, and I think we, we certainly can agree that the advent of colonization and the minute we had this external to Africa influence, that is probably when really things took a nosedive in the context of diluting our own African heritage and institutions. So we... We, we don't even need to have a conversation in that regard. We agree. Yeah. But specifically now among ourselves, and we're going to take Mr. Lamb, Mr. Mlambo from Bell Park now who's calling in. I, I, I just want to zero in on this conversation now. Engage us as to how property devolves within families because essentially this is what this is all about. How uh, property I'm, I'm happy you are raising that point. Sure. I'm very, very happy you are raising to that point how property evolves from one generation to the other, how, properly, how property is, is owned in the, in the family structure. Yes. Right? Good. Let me tell you, let me start with this. The tenure security in terms of our African culture, tenure security is given to a woman. If yourself as Ifrubi is getting married to Madlamin, the site is known as Ukwama Jamini up. If for some reason that there's going to be a breakdown in your relationship and you have children with Madlamini mm. and you choose to take another wife, mm. you leave Madlamini in her site because that's where the umbilical cords of her children are buried. Ah, yes. You move on. You yes. go back to the great place Komkul to ask for another site for the other wife that you are getting married to. So that's how property is. The tenure security is given to a woman. 
and that household, that particular site, will belong to that woman together with her children. You know what this reminds me of, specifically this point that you have just raised. It reminds me of the property in Kuno, but let's not get there. It's a subject for another yeah. day. We've got Mr. Mlambo from Funda Bail Park. Mr. Mlambo? It's a debate on its own, yeah. It's a debate on its own, indeed. Mr. Mlambo, yes, questions for Mr. Mkiva, please. We are, actually on, we are actually on point to say it reminds you of that. Indeed, I, indeed. I, I think it's a natural thing for, for it to do. Thank you, sir. Let, let's take Mr. Mlambo from Funda Bail Park, who's got contributions to this debate. Yes, sir? Yeah, hello. Good, uh, good evening. Indeed, good evening. Questions oh, for Mr. Mkiva? Okay, yeah, it's not a question, it's a confirmation. Yes. My, my confirmation is to say what he's explaining is 100% as according to the African norm. Because now, if it happens that, okay, right, the kinship, there's no way where a kinship will go to a, a, to a female. And if a female passes away, then the female leaves the kinship to the husband, which it means that it goes to a total different family. So now the kinship, it remains in one family. You know what the people compare? They compare this issue of King George. King George, when you check Elizabeth the first, the second, and the I mean the mother of Prince Charles, yes. what happens when when King George died? There he had no uh, boy. Then he had to give. To, I mean, to Queen Elizabeth. So now Queen Elizabeth, in this case now, Queen Elizabeth is being called Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, he, she does not have a surname. Because now, even the husband themselves, it seems as if the royalty is at risk of acquiring that, I mean, I mean that royalty. Because when the royalty moves from Queen Elizabeth to Prince Charles or to another, Prince Charles has different surname with, I mean, King George. So in the African context, that does not happen because now the kingship now is moving from one family to one another. So now these people, you know, the Roman Dutch, Dutch law is diluting the African beliefs in the way that we end up not knowing what we are doing. So now okay. I believe 100% with what he's saying to say, okay, right, temporarily. A woman may be on the chairmanship, but we may find a man. If you don't find a man, you may find the relatives. Even when it goes to a distant relative who has got the same surname, but not to the woman who will pass to the children who has got the surname of got the you. different, totally, totally different from their father. Thank you so much. That was Mr. Mlambo from Funder Bell Park, pretty much confirming the sentiments as has been expressed by Mr. Zolanim Kiva. We've got Kucho from Pulugwane. Hello, Likai. Oh, sorry, 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 Mama. Hi, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? It's, it's fine, Kucho. Okay, I'm good. Uh, you know, as a lay person, when I look at this thing, I actually come from that side of uh, Invenda. I grew up there. Thank you so much. When I look, yes, and um. When I look at this thing, you see the problem challenge with me is people always say it's good when people fight for chieftainty or all this kind of things. Yes, it has been happening like this uh, forever. But the thing is, because the things are changing, if it has been happening like this, my main challenge is because the thing is, we suffer the most, the people on the ground, when these people are fighting by themselves. Because these things take a very, very long time. 
why I'm saying things should change. Don't they know? Why can't they write somewhere? It's a high time we put things in record as as with everything in life. Why can't they just have a chieftaincy line where they write, after this one, this one will get in. Because, you know, the more these people fight, the, I'm in a place in Bulukwane, it's a Mutapo area. These people are fighting. Somebody is not supposed to be a chief because it's a woman coming from wherever. And we suffer from services and everything. And these people, even when they come from meetings of Lihut and stuff like that, the way they tell us things about how things should be done in their place, it's like they will tell you something that we are adults. We, it's in in Lihutas, it's not children who go there. But mm-hmm. if they don't mm-hmm. want something, they will tell you, you can go to any court, any court in South Africa, constitutional, whatever. We stand our ground. We'll do, you will do what, you, uh, what, what you, we want you to do. If you don't want, go to Sarah view or whatever you know you know those kind of things and at the end of the day as human beings as africans can't we learn can't we change i don't deny as long as they know we the following and i would also want to ask what if the person we supposed to have children does not have boys and stuff like that but from the for, for, from the information that i get from the men who are talking right now i hear where it's going but also the other problem is how do you know because you know, in the olden days, they used to see, to keep secrets. Now, unfortunately, these people, you can just tell it's about power. They no longer, they no longer care about saving people. They must bring back the way of saving people. It shouldn't be about power only because even you, your um, as a man, how do you know that that child is not yours? How will you prove? Because these things are happening. We know. They even talk about it. People That's a fair keep, point. Yes. That's a very great point. Thank you so much. That's Kucho from Pulugwana. Last caller from Centurion is Rendani. Rendani, good evening. Uh, good evening. How are you? Fine, thanks, sir. How are you? I'm fine. Your uh, views, please. I, yes. Can you hear me? We can. We can. Oh, okay. Thank you. No, um, I, I wish, I wish, I wish I had enough time so that I can give you the background about the the kingship in Venda. You know, because even. Uh, the Masindi and, uh, and, 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 and and the one who is, who, is, who is the king right now, both of them, they were not supposed to be kings in Venda. Because uh, according to the culture of Venda people, the king should be from the wife of what we call Mufumaka uh, Duwaziki. So in other words, the family will sit down, the family will know that Rendan will be the king after his father dies. So what they do is, even if I marry my own wife, the family will go down and marry another woman from another royal family so that we can give, so that uh, because because it's from a royal family, the child that we will give because it's a royal blood, that kid will be the king. So so so, so the king is always from the, the Mufumakazua, the, so the woman that the family marry for you so that you can be the king. So then Pepu, uh, the Chivase, the Mpapuri, all of them, these, these, these kids that you find in Venda, they are not from the woman who was who was married by the family to 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 to, to, to what call it to give the king to give the birth to the king now but to focus on the matter that we have on the end uh, between the the uncle mm. and the and, and, and then the the niece is that even in Venda right now as we speak there is a woman who is the head of the village she's a woman so 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 I I grew up 20 years in Venda knowing that in Chauru, the, the head of the 
professor, then now people are it's like it's like it's like they are having a selective amnesia to say we cannot have a woman to lead. Whereas we have a woman who is the king in Venda. I don't know whether we say the king or the queen the queen, but she's leading one of the villages in Venda. So 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 it is it is legal and it is an African culture to have a female person to be to to, to lead the community. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with with that at all. Thank you so much. No, we appreciate those thoughts. Thank you so much, Rendani. And before I request Dada Umkiva to respond, let's just listen to three voice notes because we're running out of time and I wouldn't want to interrupt our guest, Mr. Mkiva, when he does ultimately give us his response. So we'll hear the three voice notes before Dada wraps it up for us. I just want to find out, but can't it then be determined like the British monarchy where Queen Elizabeth took over her father's throne and prince philip then married who was married to elizabeth at the time was made to not not made but it it, it they, were, they, they came in an agreement that the household name remains that of um the king which at the time or still is um referred to as the Windsors. Can't, can't, can't that then be the same assertion in the royals of our traditional systems in South Africa? Good evening, SAF. My name is Vincent Vinfraser and greeting the SG there. Yeah, I agree with the SG. The, the, problem, the problem in South Africa, you want to mix in democracy and African protocol, African culture. So SG is speaking the truth, is the truth. I want to go into this, uh, uh, what this king is, is, is trying to explain to you. Uh, I think we have lost a lot through translation. And yet now, when we talk of culture, and then me, I would be talking of Isiko. Isiko is something that is meant to be done the same way, actually. We, we were trying to preserve that. It has to be, uh, nevertheless, now we see the, the Western culture trying to tell us of these evolutions and stuff like that. But Isiko, there is Isitete, which could be done in different ways. But Isiko, Lidala, not. You've heard everybody and what they have said. A lot of them, in fact, there's a split down the middle. Some agree and some want to use the British model as an example. I'm not so sure I'm entirely in agreement with that. But Rendana mentioned something quite important, that it's selective amnesia to say that women cannot lead traditional communities. Your response to that specifically, that women cannot lead? He is correct. There is no one who has made that allegation that a woman cannot lead. Actually, women play a very key role in leading our society. So, but what we are talking about is the custodianship, and people are missing the point there. In so far as custodianship, um, our cultural communities always give that custodianship to the male head of the family. So, even when the royal family decides that uh, a daughter would uh, assume that position, as I said, it's only temporal. And temporal may take five years, it may take 10 years, it may take 15 years. What makes it temporal is that her offspring will never take over from her. Period. That, 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 is, that is very clear insofar as our culture is concerned. And I think 
by that statement which I'm making, I'm even answering those who say we must borrow from the British. There is no need for us to borrow from the British because we believe that our system works and it works perfectly. The only thing that confuses our people is this introduction of the English common law into our own spaces, which is beginning to suffocate us. And other people are using that uh, to exploit it in order to cause uh, this confusion that we end up having now at the moment. You can't use foreign laws um, to, 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 to make an intervention in an African setting. Mm. Let us all uphold that which is ours and live by, by it. Let and me ask a question. Let me a ask a question. If we need to make changes as Mia. a collective, it Let can't ask be this done question. through certain individuals who employ lawyers in order to disrupt our own setting. Quick question before we take an ad break in two minutes. Quick question. What is the status of children born to women outside of marriage in the devolution of property? Can, can, you report, can you repeat that again? What is the status? What amounts to or what does a child who is born of a woman who has not married into a family? In other words, the woman has children, but she is not married. Therefore, the children belong still to her home as opposed to the home of that man because she hasn't married into that family. What Those, ch- those children have a right to that family, actually. And they are always given, uh, the door is always open for them, and uh, their rituals and their customs are performed within that family, unless the family of the mother is, is blocking that. Otherwise, we don't have illegitimate children. All children belong to the family of the father in our context, unless otherwise, unless that family feels strongly that those particular children have to remain on the side of the mother because certain things were not done in a proper way by the family of the father. What would the basis so the, for so, that so typically be? Always, it depends on the context. There's always a way of dealing with that. Other children, they grow up completely on the mother's side and then they assume the entire uh, identity and, yeah. and rights of passage and everything that goes with, and then they become predominantly the children of that particular clan. All right. Mr. Mkiva, we're just going to have to hold it there for a moment. I'm just going to wrap up this conversation before we come back to you for another five minutes. Basically, for the viewers at, I mean, viewers, for the listeners at home, we've been having a conversation with a spokesperson for Contralesa, Mr. Zolani Mkiva, having a discussion about specifically the succession as to thrones and titles in traditional African customs, specifically induced by this latest matter involving the kingship in the Babenda community. We're taking your calls on 891 104207. My name is Songa Zomapetra. This is the SAFM Viewpoint.